This episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible has unlimited access to thousands of podcasts and audiobooks. Use our link www.audibletrial.com forward slash coachypod. That's C-O-A-C-H-E-P-O-D for a free 30-day trial plus a complimentary credit to purchase and keep any title. Also, for Amazon Prime members, you will get two complimentary credits. That's two titles, even the bestsellers. No commitment and you can cancel any time. She's got a lovely voice she has. Not when she's singing, but when she's speaking, she's got a beautiful voice. That's so like, hey, But that's because she's huge. Welcome to this episode of Confessions of a Care Home Entertainer. I'm Eleanor. And I'm Michaela. Welcome back, everyone. We've got a special episode today. We have. We have. We've got a special guest, Siobhan McAvener, joining us today. Hi, Siobhan. Hi. So lovely that you've been able to join us. And I'm super pleased because I'm very croaky. So it means I don't have to do much talking today. Um, (laughs) But before we do start today, I just want to say we had a big anniversary last episode. And we did nothing about it, Michaela. Our 10th episode. It was our 10th episode. Yeah. I know. I saw the um, the little badge I got um, from Apple and I was like, oh, 10th episode. Yeah. And I didn't po- Podcasts it. congratulated us and we didn't even yeah. congratulate ourselves. I know. Oh, congratulations. Yay. <laughs> pat on the back. Yeah. We made it to 10 and people still listen. Yeah, they do. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> what is it for <laughs> so um yeah welcome Siobhan to our little den, den of madness um <laughs> so you are based up near Michaela aren't you in the world I am yeah slightly further sort of south and inland yeah. than Michaela yeah but we're quite close to each other yeah um, so you're, you're you're part of the breed that just needs a bigger coat when it's cold <laughs> well technically yes but i think michaela's harder than me up her way they just don't take the coat out at all no. i'm a bit soft i'm a bit yeah. soft i put my coat on yeah yeah or sunderland lot you see yeah. down, d- in, the down in the midlands everything just stands still yeah. yeah so my husband's a midland age from coventry so ah very close to me that yeah he's lived know. i mean he's lived up here a lot of years but he's still no he still needs his coat on when yeah, he goes it's, out. it's still a bit nash <laughs> yeah we, we we share some clients though um we do yeah so we, we don't do. know what we do we, we knew of each other before we even got in contact really didn't we yeah it was it was there's this lasso sings abba and there's this and then suddenly we got annoyed because i was like oh you're the lasso sings abba <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm a, among many other things. <laughs> Isn't that funny how um we can be chatted? I mean, this is the first time we've chatted voice to voice rather than over message, but we've yeah. been speaking for quite a few years now. Oh, yeah, it's, me it's and Siobhan funny, like a good it? voice note, though, don't we? We do, we do. We like <laughs> we a good voice, like a voice note. note, especially when I'm angry <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Great. <laughs> having a good rant. She knows, you know I what? Think, I, think I love knows. Michaela's voice notes. <laughs> no, I think she knows, right, when like something's going to, I nearly swore, it's just a clean podcast. She knows when Ish is about to go down because I'll be sending a voice note. <laughs> yeah, if a voice note appears on my phone, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And I don't open it straight away. I make sure I've got to sit down with a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've got to put your feet up and get ready for it. <laughs> no, my, my voice notes aren't as legendary as some people I know. Uh, Teresa's voice notes and her other friends. <laughs> She's, oh, she's brilliant. She's got some good voice notes. Uh, yeah, Maybe. you know when when that one pops up in your inbox, it's going to be a good <laughs> one as well. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like um, whenever um, on the forum, whenever Sandra po- when it comes up, Sandra Curry is posted. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're trying to get her on. She won't come on. She, she said she doesn't like to hear herself speak and stuff like that, which is understandable. Aww. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, we've, we sp- we've spoke about some We talk about her a lot on here. Oh, I just wish. Her stories are... But, whenever it pops up that she's posted, I'm like, this is going to be good. Can we yeah. just... We just need her on just to exploit her for her anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though she, she did say best. when we said to her will you come on she's like no I don't like listening to myself but you're welcome to use any of my stories I'm like oh, oh we already good. do yeah. like, they're just, <laughs> don't they think, are the don't best don't think we don't exploit your stories already for money <laughs> we do they are the best I don't know why I think you know what though she's been doing it for over 20 years hasn't she has she? Uh, yeah. and in that amount of time you're going to get some good yeah. stories I mean, in I've 20 been, years I'm coming up a decade you know nearly yeah Isn't I'm 8 years like, this year God, I'm, I'm, eight, I, I am, I'm eight years this year as well. I'm a decade. Wow. That's, that's, that makes me feel like I've, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting older. Imagine I tell you what makes day, me... Oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on, I was going to say the other day, I genuinely thought I was 34, right? And, I, and in my head, I have thought I'm 34 for a while, only to find out I'm 33. And I'm yeah. like, how does that ever happen? Like you're, if people were to ask you're, me, I'm you're like, December I'm 88, right? Yeah, and that's why at the very end of December, I think that's what gets me muddled up a bit. Gets you muddled up about your birthday. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> Moving on. So I'll tell you what makes me feel old. When I'm in one of my day centre gigs and they're like, oh, one of our members of staff has just had a birthday and let's all sing. And she's 21. And I'm like, 21. That was a very long time ago. And then we're talking about cultural references. And she's like, what's that? And it's it's literally like we've been born on different eras. Like, I just... Well, I do just you know feel what? so old. You're... I'm only thirty. Yeah, I'm just so so old. Go and get knotted because I'm forty-three. So <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I remember, I remember seeing like when I used to work as a waitress. I'd be like, oh my god, I'm coming up like twenty-one, and all of the old people would be like, shut up. <laughs> No, I know. No, I know. When you say, "Oh my God, I'm so old. I'm 21," you're like, "Shut up." I had I had to tick the next box along for the first time the other day. You know when they do the age yeah. bracket. Yeah. Oh, when you spin the wheel and you've got to spin the wheel. You've got to keep exactly. going even more. Yes, that's oh. what I was talking about the other day. I'm getting to the point where I give it a good old flick, and I know I got back to the 80s, and I'm like, right, okay, I'm where I'm meant to be. <laughs> it's like, um, what's it called? Bruce's price is right. Oh, <laughs> Uh-huh, yeah. He used to say, give it a nice good tug, dear. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, this is a family clean podcast. podcast. <laughs> oh, God. Right, this is, I can see where this is going. Let's let's try and get on the topic okay. now. <laughs> so, um, Siobhan, you, you said you started about seven years ago. Yeah, uh, coming up here, 2014. Wow. And was that in the care homes or singing more generally? Uh, well, I've always sang. Um, sort of, I, I've been in like... Um, groups and stuff as a hobby but I used to be a teacher um so I used to just do it as a hobby and then when I finished teaching that's when I started singing professionally and I started sort of the care homes and the other stuff more or less at the same time um so yeah it was about May June 2014 I started doing it how did you find out about care home work because it's a little bit of like it's very niche. The yeah. best kept secret, isn't it? Like yeah, that this is a thing. The only reason I found out was because when I first left teaching and set up the business, the entertainer business, obviously it takes time for a business to build um, and I needed to pay the bills. So I got a job as an activity coordinator. 
um, uh-huh. in a local care home. And you know and what's funny? You would have definitely seen me perform and you wouldn't have known who I was because... Probably the, not, no. The home, the home that um, Siobhan was activities coordinate for, I used to go all the time with the, um, the other company. Yeah. Isn't that like... Well, small world. You, you say that, but I'll let you into a secret and we won't name the home for the for, for yeah. sake of not getting anyone into bother, but... When I started working there, obviously I was setting the business up. And as soon as the manager found out what I was doing, she stopped us from paying to get any singers in and made me do it as part of my activity coordinator job so that they didn't have to fork out any money for singers. So bad. So I maybe didn't see you because I wasn't allowed to hire singers. So oh, yeah. sneaky um, doing that. And there was two of us doing it. There was two of us doing the job. And I was on holiday one week and the other girl hired a singer, a gentleman singer. Mm-hmm. And the trouble she got into for hiring a singer when they got when they had me. Mm-hmm. And they weren't paying me as in my self-employment as a business. They were just, it's part of your job as the activity coordinator. I was like, well, yeah. it's not really. So, so you're having to do a really difficult hour of your profession for minimum yeah. wage as part yeah. of your yeah. yeah yeah so yeah so that's how I found out about that, that that this was a thing I was like oh and yeah so you I know what though there. I find that that was a massive issue during um the pandemic that yeah. a lot of us got jobs in care homes because it was regular work and familiarity yeah but then the managers knew that, that they were singers and they would they were exploiting them in the same way yeah I heard um, and then yeah, yeah and then those of us that were still trying to keep going yeah difficult yeah really really difficult and then Hugely. people who don't even do care home work decided they'd give it a go yeah, yeah. let's not let's not go down that road giving back and that yeah. <laughs> let's give let's give something back <laughs> let's just take it off other people and Lord, trample and on the them. rest of you trying <laughs> yeah. to pay your bills how would you describe your business pre-covid would you have said you were uh, pretty busy yeah um, full time yeah because i didn't do as much care homework as you guys did and um, because i did quite a lot of the other stuff as well so yeah. the like um like 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 the weddings and the private bookings and mm. stuff like that but also because i have quite a few health issues um which is why i stopped teaching so i'll limit the amount i do just to keep my keep my health on level yeah um so i would often have to turn bookings down to make sure that i was keeping myself on a level but it was as busy as i wanted it to be yeah um, so i was doing maybe um on average maybe sort of three four maybe five care homes a week and then weekend out nearly every weekend doing either a wedding or a birthday or a whatever yeah uh, what, what we call our big gigs are yes. where we take the big rig and it's the disco and, and all that palaver um so that that was our sort of average pre pre-covid level yeah because your husband's part of your team as well isn't he is, yeah and he doesn't come to care homes with me because obviously it's just the mini rig and i manage that myself and that but yeah when we do what we call the big gigs he because I, I i have no clue with the sound equipment and stuff like that so my little mini care home rig, I know what I'm doing because there's not that many buttons to press, so I can't make too many <laughs> mistakes. But uh, with the big rig, I mean, I've learned a few things over the years and I can connect a few bits up and I can manage it and that. But if anything went wrong, I'd be like, no. Um, so when people go on the forum and ask questions about sound stuff, I'm like, oh, no, not a clue, no idea. So he does all that. He does the disco. Um, he sets everything up and, yeah, he's very much part of part of the the outfit sort of speak. dream team <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <I suppose. laughs> so 
when the pandemic hit, I'm guessing like us, it was just everything gone in the matter of yeah. a couple of days, just yeah. gone. Yeah, I just got phone call after phone call after phone call over the space of like three or four days. Yeah. And every time my phone rang, it got to the point where I knew what it was going to be. And every time I answered it, someone would go, hiya, Siobhan, I guess you know what I'm ringing for. Yes. And it was just like wedding after wedding, after christening, after care home, after just everything, just cancel, 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 cancel. And it went zero. So I had probably the busiest summer ahead of me that I had ever had. Yeah. Just nothing. Went to absolute zero. So many overnight. people have said the same thing, that 2020 was like the year. Oh. It was just, I don't know if it because we had like V-Day 75 yeah. coming up in the May. And from that point onwards, it was just mad. Yeah. And yeah. and then nothing. Yeah. It seems as if loads of people were getting married as well. I had more weddings booked in than I ever had in the yeah. like last sort of five years. And they just all went, I, I don't know why everyone's getting married. I don't know whether people, because it was 20 people like getting married on a rounded year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah. Just yeah. everything just went. So... How how did you feel? I mean, I know what I did. I spent two days drinking wine and sobbing. <laughs> that's what that's what I did. And my husband yeah, was like, "This can't carry on." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, we we just we were terrified because me. I mean, thankfully, um, my husband is the bigger the bigger wage earner, and he pays the majority of the bills in the sense of mortgage and and council tax and stuff, like the the, the biggies. So we knew that was covered. But then it was like, well, that's that's great. But then like. How are we going to put food on the table? Mm. And how are we going to pay the smaller bills and, and things like that? How are we going to actually leave the house and put petrol in the car? So it was a big panic. And yeah, for for, for a couple of weeks, we were sort of like, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going well, to do? That was it, because we, had, we, we, we seemed to lock to... down before the rest of the country did with our work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and when, you, when we were getting in touch with kind of car finance and, and various places, they were like... Well, I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. nothing had been put in place for us, so it was a yeah. really precarious couple of weeks, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ment- mentally, it was mm-hmm. um horrific. Yeah. And it was it it was. I mean, we were looking at our savings, thinking, well, we've got enough to keep us going for a couple of months if 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 nothing gets put in place. But we don't really want to burn through all our savings because that's not what they're mm. for. And yeah, it was it was sheer panic. Yeah. Yeah. And um, how would you say you've been impacted, kind of? as things have progressed with with the pandemic this is this is where it gets really interesting because um about two months no maybe more than that when did we lock down the march yeah 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 so maybe three months into it um a charity that i um i was already doing some singing work with i was doing some singing teaching um they needed an admin um just part-time 10 hours a week and they offered me the job working from home and obviously I jumped at the chance because although it was nowhere near what I was earning singing, it was enough to at least cover bills. Yeah. Um, so I took the job. So at least that stress was out of the way. Um, so that made things a little bit easier for us in that sense. And then obviously the care home started letting us go out, or some of them anyway, started letting us stand outside and things. So that made life slightly easier. So I think I kind of settled into it better than some and then I already had that element of anxiety I already I already had some mental health issues and in some ways my anxiety was quite liking the fact that I had to stay at home all the time (laughs) (laughs) um 
so the fact that my bills were at least paid meant that my anxiety was actually a bit a bit easier for a while so, how, how interesting is that is probably one of the most stressful times that, that anyone's no, been through no I, I can relate to that but you were feeling more settled I, I yeah. did as well yeah. I did yeah definitely I know what you mean you see I um I'm I'm ve- I'm a very sociable outgoing I'm always out with work and anyone that knows me since I've had Jack knows that I'm out with him all the time um and I kind of went the other way I I I retracted into myself because I couldn't go out mm. and then when the phone started ringing again the only driving factor to take the bookings was the money I didn't actually want to go and do my job yeah for quite a while. I didn't want to leave the house I was absolutely terrified I still won't go in a supermarket unless I have to even yeah. now um and I, 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 so so odd. I had nothing pre-existing, um, and I feel like I've gone the opposite way. And yeah, yeah. it sounds like you guys were absolutely loving lockdown life. <laughs> well, that's that yeah. is that is kind of like what it was like. But then since then, I've come out of it, and my anxiety is a million times worse. Oh. And as I say, I do have other stuff going on, which isn't, it isn't for the podcast. It's not what we're talking about. So it, it isn't just to do with the lockdown, just to do with, with not singing, but a big part of it when, when I've kind of discussed this sort of with Tim and, and with, with the doctors and I've started therapy and stuff is I got so secure in what like Michaela and I have just said of, Oh, I don't have to go anywhere. Now all of a sudden I do, I don't like going to the supermarket. My gigs fill me with dread to the point now where I've essentially stopped my care homework because unless Tim's there with me, for want of a better term, holding my hand, yeah. I'm I'm terrified. So I've got a, I've got some care home stuff over Jubilee weekend because obviously it was booked in so long ago and there was no way I was going to let them down for the Jubilee. Um, but other than that, I've I've essentially stopped the care home stuff. Because it got to the point where I was booking stuff in and then when it came to it, I was cancelling because I was working myself up into such a state um, and then letting them down. I thought that's not what I want my reputation to become. No. So what I did was I let my regulars know that I'm not well at the moment. I'm going through treatment. Um, I'm not taking bookings. I will be in touch with you as soon as I'm healthy again. I didn't tell them what or why or whatever. Um, and they're all great about that. They're, they're all understanding. And when we've sort of talked about it, it's almost like a, a perpetual stage fright because we were off so long. We were off stage so long, if you like, if you imagine waiting in the wings mm. to go on, that now that stage fright has taken hold and it's 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 trying to get over it. I mean, I what I think about for that is like, obviously I go through that as well, even though I work so many gigs a week. Sometimes there's mornings where I'm like, oh my God, I do not want to go on. Like more, more the fact that I just don't, sometimes if you don't, if you really don't feel the best, like you've got to go and cheer other people up and it can be the mm. worst thing in the world. You're yeah. like, I really don't feel like doing it, but I've got to do it because I do love it. But I think that anxiety is sort of like, once that part of your brain clicks, there ain't no clicking it back. Mm. You learn to deal with it. I don't think you ever, ever will get over it. And I know it's mm. horrible to say and think, but that's just a fact. Like, I think once yeah. you open your mind up to that part, there's no going back. And I opened my mind to that part about six-year-old mm. when I pondered the universe. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I was like, 
And I remember my mum said words I'll never forget. She was like, don't worry your life about stuff like that because before you know it, your life's over. Yeah. And that, that's always stuck with it. And so that's what I try and think, not as obsess about things that mm-hmm. is beyond, you, you know, like, like don't do things like do you know what I mean like don't do mm. things that, that's beyond your yeah, control, that's beyond your control. You like do. something you can do so when the when the pandemic when the pandemic hit it was kind of like well this is what I've been training for my whole life yeah <laughs> this is it this is this is as worse as it's going to get probably in our lifetime fingers crossed hopefully like do you know what I mean like the, yeah. the grand scale of things of how much the world changed like I was saying to Eleanor before on, on other podcasts like when McDonald's closed that's when you knew yeah. yeah when the drive through shut like well, oh when my everything God. closed that's like yeah. i was like this is this is weird like you know what i mean and we we live through that and we live to, to talk you know about the experiences and singing outside and how i didn't i had to like and, and, and the weirdest thing is like the not using a toilet <laughs> yeah <laughs> during, during mm-hmm. gigs that was the worst yeah. part for me not using the toilet not being when able you're to pregnant. use the toilet because when so, yeah you were heavily pregnant as well mm-hmm. so oh yeah when when you get told no you can't go to the toilet you're like well i need the toilet now <laughs> i'm like you either let me use the toilet or you fetch a mop like oh, they're your options yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, i'm seven months pregnant <laughs> yeah yeah we've teamed up with we are feel vitamins to bring our listeners some exciting offers that's right. We are Feel Vitamins have no GMO, vegetarian and vegan friendly, that's important to me. Products contain no fillers, bulking agents or colorants. There are 60 capsules in each box to take twice a day for 30 days. There's vitamins especially for digestion, sleep, menopause and pregnancy. They even have vegan omega-3. There's 30% off subscription boxes compared to one-time purchases. Plus, we have an extra 10% off for our listeners on any subscription purchase with our code PARTNER10. There's free UK shipping as well, 30-day money-back guarantee and no contract and you can cancel any time. We are Feel Vitamins on a mission to make the world a healthier, happier and more productive place, one vitamin at a time. Gosh, you know what? The only thing I can liken it to is um, someone that I know got made redundant and part of their um, kind of redundancy package, they weren't allowed to do any similar work for an amount of time um, due to company competition and, and what have you. And by the time that period was over, they'd been out of work for that long. They just lost confidence in themselves mm. and they they've just never been able to get back out there but then that kind of spills out I I don't know about you guys but when you're on top form with your job your life is you've got a bit more of a spring in your step you feel like like I am I'm winning at life yeah yeah um and I just feel like um this person I know they they're so brilliant at everything but they don't believe that they are anymore because Mm. that one aspect of their life changed and it's kind of trickled out into the rest of their so for example they're now frit frit to death of like technology or things changing or if someone rings up they're not sure if it's a scam or if it's real or and they've just lost all kind of confidence in their own what's the word they've lost all sense of confidence in their own um, abilities abilities and yeah like their own gut feeling it's like they don't trust it anymore yeah and i can stem it all back to the trigger point which was being yeah. redundant yeah um so i totally kind of it's, it's get, an get what you're saying syndrome. yes it's, yeah. it, it is an imposter syndrome and i'm i'm i absolutely get that i 
I get that with with them. With a lot of things, and I think it, it it does stem back to that. Like you say, it's it's little things. Like if 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 a if a care home cancels you for some reason, and it could be for them the most innocent of reasons, like they've got D and V in the home or something like that. Mm. But your mind immediately starts thinking, well, what's this and what's this and what's this, and and it's it's that it's convincing yourself that is it because I'm not good enough? Is it because of this? Is it because of that? And and like you say, it trickles into other areas of your life, and yeah, it's it's caused. Cause all manner of habits. See now, what I get is I am, and my mum always says this as well. Like, because obviously me, and my mum work together with the company. She's like, you're too hard on yourself. Mm. <laughs> She's like, you're such a perfectionist, and I am to an absolute fault. Like, yeah. if I do a show and like a note doesn't come out exactly the way I want it to. I'm like, no, it was terrible. And mum's like, they rang after the show and they said, oh my God, you're brilliant. And I'm like, no. Like, do you, yeah. know, what I mean? no, you know what? I had, I was talking to you guys before we started recording. Yeah. I had, I had an experience last night. I'm not well. I've been fighting this bug for about four days now. Um, and unfortunately, it's just gone straight to my throat. And I had a really long day of, of gigs yesterday. And by the last one, I know that my performance wasn't how. I would like it to be. It wasn't up to my usual standard. And I went backstage and I sobbed and I was so upset that I couldn't give them the performance that I wanted to give them. Making song choices based on what I was physically able to do rather than being able to read the crowd spontaneously. Um, it really upset me. And then my mum came backstage. She, she could tell I was upset and she was like, well, they love you. They think they think you're doing you know a brilliant job. They've really enjoyed it. You know, I've given some cards out, and people have really enjoyed what you're doing. And it it does go to show we are our own worst critic. And even on our worst day, you still will have made someone's day with your performance. Yes, yeah, and totally. that's kind of what I cling on to. Um, in fact, a couple of my um, care home residents from the local home that has adults with learning disabilities were at the event last night, and they were pleased to see me because I've still not been allowed back in to sing for them in their home but they came out to this do and watched me and had a dance and that made my day that they came up and said they were pleased to see me yeah, yeah. I thought you know what even though I think I've done a bad job and I feel awful mm -hmm. um I've still made their day they've got a big smile on their face and I take comfort from that but we are our own worst critics absolutely yeah. always and, and if exactly you've got what... if you've got that voice saying like you say someone's cancelled they'll go and then you, you'll replay the last visit to that place yeah did anything go wrong did anything did i sing anything wrong did anything you know you just you work yourself up don't you yeah. into a complete yeah. why yeah. do we do it to ourselves so, I, don't, oh, no. I don't so much <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit different with that i'm more like if anyone cancels i'm like right well let's get the next person in like i don't care about stuff like that which is weird because you think i would but i i mean i do have confidence in my act and mm. I do know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, the book can speak for themselves. And I've always got a waiting list on. So if anyone cancels, it's not so much like, oh, my God, why did they cancel? I'm like, right, next person, because I'm very much, like, regimented, like, I need to hit this mm. many gigs a month to, like, you know, reach my quarter. And if I go under, I'm a bit like, oh, my God, like, I need to get, I'm very much, like, that's it. You're regimented. all about the yeah. numbers with your I'm, business. I'm all about the numbers because it is a business at the end of the See, day. Yeah. With I a lot of clients that I've got to get through. I am about the numbers, obviously, running running a business, but I'm far too emotional. My husband always says, yeah, he's featuring again. He always says I'm far too emotional. 
Like I need to detach my personal feelings. He's like, you need to stop taking things so personally. Well, especially yes. in this job where you get called fat every day. Like, well, this this is it. <laughs> I got an absolutely belting backhanded compliment this week. <laughs> what they said to me. Well, they didn't say to me, you know, when you pack it away. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and they're, you the hear worst. They're, they're the most stinging ones, aren't they? Like, hey, she's got a lovely voice she has. Not when she's singing, but when she's speaking, she's got a beautiful voice. That's so they're like, hey, but that's because she's huge. When you're that enormous, you've always got a nice voice. <laughs> <laughs> what? Thank you. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thank you oh, so much. We always we always like to talk about the uh, the abuse we get on here. I'm sure you've the, the, got some good ones. You've the got. best, the best. I've got a few, but the best one I ever had. I was at a home in Durham, and it has the most beautiful view out across the cathedral. It's stunning. So I was standing looking at this view, just admiring it. So I'm walking back to. I know which one we're talking room. about. Yes, it does. Walking back across the room, like to, to where I was going to be stood, feeling all serene, thinking, "Oh, what a stunning view!" I'm going to be looking at that through my whole gig feel ever so serene and zen and this voice went bye she's a size <laughs> zen gone I thought, well, that's, that, that's that relaxation gone then <laughs> oh honestly i i love it though like 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 i was saying in the last episode like someone wanted to phone the police on me and stuff and i just love stuff like that like honestly when when they get absolutely like i know it's it's not nice for them obviously but like no. i don't take it to heart like um when i did another gig when it was absolute chaos to be honest and um the ESC came up at the end saying oh my god the, um the staff were concerned that you're all right i'm like honestly i love stuff like this she's like well that's what i try to tell them she's like it's michaela she doesn't care <laughs> like, Mitch, she this is it this. yeah when they apologize <laughs> when they all. apologize to you i'm like look i've had worse seriously yeah. <laughs> i'm like i've done this job for nearly a decade there's nothing yeah. i've not seen nor smelt <laughs> nor you yeah. know <laughs> Heard. Not, heard. There's nothing like any sort of sense. Yeah, this job <laughs> is got... definitely a treat for all the senses. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All the senses. Yeah. yeah. So, like, and, and I love how they the just continue to apologize. I'm like, no, I love stuff like this. Like, if someone's proper kicking off, like, and like, I, I love it. Like, it doesn't scare me at all. I'm like, oh, I love it. It's a bit something different. Like, do you the know only I mean? one that didn't make me laugh at the time, I laugh at it now, but at the time, I was like, oh my God was when I was in one where um, it was challenging behaviour rather yeah. than just normal uh-huh. dementia. And this old lady kept coming up and trying to stick a sock in my mouth. <laughs> I, love I, was that. Like, I was like, no, I don't like this. Please take the sock away. <laughs> I don't from. like you it. You see, why don't I have more sock stories? All of mine involve like nakedness or stuff yeah. we can't discuss. Yeah, mine do as well. A lot of mine. Are, we, should, we should do like well, we can't really. But I was going to say we're going to do like an, an X-rated, an X-rated version. But no, because episode. no, we, we couldn't because it's not. Very, I've had, you know I've had one. I, I it's not too X-rated. I think I think I think it'll still stay family friendly. This was in the home where I was working as EAC at the time. Yeah. Uh, a guy suddenly out it came, standing tall and proud, <laughs> and he went, "What do I do with this?" <laughs> No, that sort of happened to me when I was I was in a home that's next to where I live and he walked up to us and I was like, right, well, what are you doing? And he sort of like got it out to prepare to go to the toilet on us. And I was like, no. But <laughs> <laughs> I've talked about this in a couple of podcasts back, like um, the, the, the carer was like Jack Flash. In a second, he was 
very nicely ushered out of the room to go to the toilet. <laughs> Not on me, but in a, into a toilet. See, because I was the AC at this home, they'd left me on my own with them. There was no well, care. I bet you see some stuff being actually so... working. What we think we see in 50 minutes or an hour... <laughs> It's only a window. Like, <laughs> it is though, isn't it? Like, and I love when um, the, the the new thing at the minute is when when you know when a whole room of dementia people like go like a bit you know off it, and they're like, oh my god, it must be a full moon coming, and I'm like, it must be because they always say like when it's a full moon, everyone with dementia goes like, yeah. Off it. We used to say that when I was teaching, the kids would come mm-hmm. in some days and they'd all, and we were like, it's the full moon today, or if it's windy, the kids yeah. were always crackers when it was windy, yeah. and it was the same thing. We'd be like, and it, they'd be like dominoes. Yeah. If one, if one would go, they would all go. So there'd be certain days in the home where it would just be a nightmare because if, if, and I suppose it's because of the nature of the illness, isn't it? Yeah. If one well, kicks off and sun, upsets them, sundown dementia yeah. as well. You know, yeah. you've got to remember yeah. stuff like that. And that's what, that's why I realised, like, I don't really do a lot of six o'clock shows anymore. Probably because, like, like you see, like Sundown Dementia, I, I always remember when I used, when I used to do them, it was like very, very hard to keep them engaged as much as they were on the afternoon shows. Yeah. When you think, like, there is, like, Sundown Dementia yeah. and stuff. You yeah. see, I tend to do um, residential or adults with learning disabilities. That yeah. They're my evening that's, Yeah, that's ones. the yeah. yeah. So it's either the posh homes that like to get, get the drinks trolley out mm-hmm. and then have, yeah. have, a con- have a concert of an yeah, evening. Yeah, it's like six o'clock or half yeah. six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have quite a lot that like that, which is great because it means I can... F- potentially have three or four shows mm-hmm. in that day uh because they've secured a slot that not that many homes like so i, I yeah. do i do really enjoy them um and then i've got my adults with learning disabilities and special needs and they just love a good party it's normally an abba yeah. party at like seven o'clock yeah. at night all in the dramas ready to go straight to bed after my show because they're knackered yeah like, i just i love it i can't yeah. wait till i can get back and see all of them again i'm back yeah. inside mine now I'm so glad. There's, there's still a handful of mine that I'm not back in with, and yeah, I just can't wait to see them. Before yeah. I'm going to give them the biggest hug when I can. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Before I sort of stopped going in when I like I got it's it's been getting progressively worse for a little while. So I think since things opened back up again, as I say, I was getting that I was having to cancel things because I was just getting myself working myself up, and so I got to the point where I said, right, I'm going to take the time out. I'm going to just stop taking the bookings and blah 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 blah. but it got that I was getting back inside most of my regulars and there was only one that was asking me to sing in a mask and I did it I think three times and my good god I mean it was just awful it's a whole new level of yeah it's like it's not claustrophobic it's, yeah it's like ventilating working yeah. out working out with a mask on you wouldn't do yeah. it I, I would no. never do it well, what um, I said to them was, I mean, the AC didn't want us to. She was like, this is ridiculous. She said, they can't see you. They can't see you smiling at them. They can't, blah, blah, blah. You can't breathe. But it was the manager. I don't even think the manager wanted me to. I think it was an order she'd had from above. She was like, it would have been, yeah. she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, and I think now they've more or less said, do you know what? I don't really care what head office says. They're not here. They don't know. And they've yeah. sort of said they're going to get rid of them. But it's no wonder we 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 sort of suffering with anxiety and stuff with everything with and then saying that and yeah it's it's there's just been ridiculous. no certainty yeah two, I don't two like and a half years yeah. and I don't care whether you've got mental health issues or or not no Every, everybody loves routine and structure just it. a little bit especially and when it comes to their job knowing, at least knowing where, where your money's coming. coming exactly absolutely 
Yeah. You know, and when we've had not had that for two and a half years now. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? It puts more pressure on. I think I, under normal circumstances, I would have cancelled a few gigs this week because I'm not feeling very well. I'm testing negative for COVID. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm OK to go. Um, but really, I should be taking some time out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I'm scared to because I'm like, well, what if we lock down again next week and all the money's gone? Like, yeah. again, it's yeah. just constantly in the back. I think I'm pushing myself too far. I'm probably leaving Jack a bit too much. I'm probably spreading myself too thin because I'm I'm still dealing with the fallout of COVID. Mm-hmm. So immediately your health is taking a back seat, a back, back seat yeah. for because of the worry of COVID. Mentally and physically, I feel like I'm not looking after myself yeah. as well as I should because I'm pushing myself. I'm booking one or two shows too many every week just to try and accommodate cancellations. You know, mm. just as like I'm, I'm overbooking so that if something cancels, I've still got the money. Yeah. yeah. But then when things aren't cancelling, I'm absolutely flat out. Yeah. yeah. And something's got to give somewhere. Yeah, and the, the problem is the thing that'll the thing that'll give will be your health, mm. and that's not that's no, not. I, I learned a long time ago that you, um, like I say, I've obviously done this for a while now. Um, your health is number one, and you take that day off if you need it, regardless of who you let down. Yeah, you yeah. do. You have to, like, yeah, yeah, because you, you without you, <laughs> how can there possibly be a business and? Well, yeah. well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's... I, I can't, I can't, that, earn, like I can't earn any money if I'm out of action. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I did what I did because I thought I'd rather have a hiatus and let my my clients, certainly my regular clients, know that I'm not I'm not booking now because of a long term health issue, but I will be back rather than just take a book and let them down, then yeah. take another book and let them down because that just creates a reputation that nobody wants. Absolutely. And people are a lot more understanding of, do you know what? She's not well at the minute. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll not bother her. Then yeah. God, she keeps cancelling. Yeah. They're much more understanding of that than, you know what? Of... I, I found when I was pregnant as well, um, if you're upfront and honest, yeah. they're a lot better with you. Like yeah, I had, I had, I had people booking in with me before I'd announced my pregnancy, but I knew I was pregnant and they were booking mm-hmm. in for like Remembrance and Christmas. Mm-hmm. And my son was due on the 19th of November. So I said to them at the time, if you want to book with me, that's fine. But please know this is the situation. And I wouldn't be offended if you book someone else because I might let you down yeah. at yeah. short notice yeah. because I don't know if and when he's going to come along. Yeah. Or, or how well I'm going to be at the end of the pregnancy. And the fact that they knew they mm-hmm. were so much more flexible and understanding rather than it getting to the week before and being like, I can't come in, um, yeah. you know, or the day, the day of, sorry, I can't yeah. come in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, open and honest. And not only does it open up the conversation about, you know, you do need to look after yourself, Um but I think they're just much more appreciative of the honesty. I found that with with Jack, everybody was really yeah. great, and yeah. I was I was scared to death. I thought I'd lose all my clients. No. Really? I th- yeah, I th- yeah. Because that's just I- you overthinking things. You'd never. That would never happen. I know because he's so inconsiderate and decided to be due just before Christmas. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> why would he do this to me? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to lose all my clients. They're going to book somebody else for the Christmas party. And you know what? They were all like, no, we'll wait till you come back. We'll have a party in January. I'm like, oh, bless them. 
yeah. really really appreciate it yeah no you do you, you find you do have very loyal clients i mean i can honestly say a lot of mine are absolutely amazing a good massive chunk of them are and i know i could ask them for anything and they're more than likely like you know yeah oblige <laughs> well when when they know you put your all into your business they know you're not just flaky yeah, yeah. and i think that goes a long way yeah yeah um one little point i did write down to to discuss before we uh, wrap things up don't you think it's a bit of an inner contradiction because everybody says music is like really good for you it's really good for you physically you're taking nice deep breaths and it's good for you mentally and i don't know about you but after i've done a show i always feel pretty epic yeah you always like, buzzing after it. you yeah. feel good yeah, yeah. And that's but where I'm being when you've got plans. mental health, yeah. When you've got <laughs> yeah. mental health issues, the last thing you want to do is go out and be happy. Yeah, like, isn't it such a weird contradiction? That's yeah. what I was literally like yeah. uh, Siobhan laughed there. I know she knows exactly what I'm talking about. I do. I when, do. When you you're in a really good like, honestly, I always think, right, let's do this. I'm going to do that, and, I, and I, I make plans with everyone. Then the, the time rolls around, and I'm not feeling the same as I'm like, oh no, I've got to go and do that. Oh, yeah. I made plans that involves me putting a bra on. Oh god. Oh my god. Yeah. You see, my excuse used to be. I don't want to put a brow on and I don't want to draw my eyebrows on. So my husband paid for my 30th for me to get micro-bladed so that I had oh. one less excuse. Yeah. But until you put on a self-fastening bra, you ain't getting me doing anything for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like, that is me. Once that comes off, that's it. Like, it's not going back yeah. on. Yeah. That's, I was having this conversation with my therapist the other day. I said, like, one, one of my things is if I get up, and get ready and get dressed then I'm less likely to have a bad day yeah and I said and I said this this is I think I've had this conversation with you Michaela I'm not sure where if I put me brown I'm ready to face the day and she started to laugh I says I know it sounds silly and I says my husband thinks it's mental but I says my best mate gets this it's true if you've got if you've got your brown you feel like you're ready to face the day because you're dressed if you've got your brown you are you are intending going out of that door you know what? It's not just that you're dressed. I mean, we are, all three of us are, are blessed in the chest department. Yeah. yeah. The bra improves your posture. It does. Yeah. It yeah. means that you're less likely to like trap them somewhere or hit them somewhere. <laughs> trap or... them? Well, like in yeah. your trousers in. <laughs> no. I mean, like, you know, when you roll over in bed trap and it just like gets trapped. Okay. Maybe that's just me. I, I blame having the baby. Whatever. But you're just less, they're less likely to get in the way. (laughs) They're less likely to get in the way if you've got your bra on and your posture's good and you're stood up straight and you're just like, you're literally like your own metaphor. You're stood up straight and ready to go. Absolutely. I know what I mean. I know what you mean. It's just the way you word it. But going back to what what your original point was, though, um, I think a lot of that is you you know that you're going to be buzzing afterwards, yes, but in the meantime, you feel like you feel, and you know, I think Michaela mentioned this earlier on, you've got to go out and paint that smile on and flick that switch Mm -hmm. and be like, hi, everyone, I'm here to perform and make you feel really happy and we're going to have such a good time. And inside, you're feeling like, I just want to sit on my couch and eat Pringles and yeah. watch reruns it's like, of The um, Clown on Netflix. Yeah, it's like the, the sad <laughs> the sad clown, isn't it, really? Yeah. 
it's that's, literally yeah. like real life Petrushka. Yeah, that is it what really it is. is. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and it, and it's once you do it, and once you flick the switch, and you're there. It's easier, even if it is, it is still a performance. Once the performance is started, it's easier to keep the performance going. Yeah. But it's the flipping of that switch. Yeah, getting that switch flipped is hard. When you're not on that place. subject, how do you choose your first song of the set? Um, it would depend on the event. So at the minute, we're doing a lot of themed events. Um, at the lo- our local tea rooms on an evening. So at my first bit of the set is when people are eating, so they're all quite gentle, cocktaily ones. Mm. With a care home, an... it needs to be get them out of the seat straight away. Yeah, absolutely. Mine's mine's usually a, a, a jive, like a Connie Francis jive, or is it? Mine's or always apple tree. In the mood. You see, in my... in the mood is a good one. In the mood because or it always gets again. the toes tapping. Oh twist. no! You see, now twist again is my kind of start of the second half. Oh, is it? At the show, yeah. I no. normally do a ballad and make everybody sit down, rest their legs, get a drink. Yeah. Because if you don't tell them to have a drink, they won't. I know, like... Um, <laughs> and then have, have I'm like, noticed? right, you've rested now, let's twist. I've got to yeah. shift this baby weight, let's do the twist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always feel like um, when you do a ballad in care homes, the kind of like, the staff are a bit like, oh, come on, I want them to dance. It's like, no, they've danced for like 40 minutes, yeah. they need to have a slow song. Yeah. And I find sometimes people down. are like a bit like, oh, I don't want to listen to this ballad, but I'm like, no, like one, I like singing ballads. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, like they need to have the rest. But this is apple, where apple, I'll... I often start with apple tree because that's a, that's a good one to get them tapping oh, the feet. Don't yeah, the apple tree. That's about my third or fourth song. That one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You see, it depends. If they're quite a sleepy crowd, I'll um I'll say right, let's get us warmed up and we'll do a bit of Frank Sinatra, something quite easy listening, just to mm. pique their interest. Memoria. I, I normally do something like Swonderful or Sunny Side of the Street yeah. or something that's really familiar for them that just eases them in. But you know if they're up for it, I mean you can tell when they're up for it. Yeah. Like well, as soon as you walk in, you can tell yeah. what kind no, of a show it's gonna be. Let's be honest, yeah. as soon as you put um, like you play on track. And then on, yeah, in the mood, the crack on, shake, rattle yeah. and roll. Yeah. Like, if if you want to do that, let's do it. Yeah. yeah, and all you as well. If you've got like regulars as well, if you if you go on somewhere that you go all the time, you know what they like. You know, yeah. you know whether they're dancers, whether they're sitting listeners, whether they're sing alongers, yeah. or whether they just sort. You yeah. see, this has been quite difficult lately though because it's been that long since I've been inside um, some places, and without being horrible, there's been quite a lot of residents' faces gone and new ones come yeah. in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I'm I'm having to learn who they are all over again, which is yeah. which is lovely. Yeah, because it just start the conversation and it helps me expand my rep when I say, "Well, I've not met you before, so if you've got any requests for next month, let me know." Yeah. Um, and I normally pick up one or two new ones that way. Um, but it has lost the um. A lot of my old clients were like putting a comfy pair of slippers on. You know, when you just, mm. you know what to expect. Yeah. You know what you're going to sing. Yeah. You know what conversations yeah. you're going to have. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of lost that a little bit for me. And maybe yeah. that's why my, my anxiety has peaked just a little bit. Yeah. You know the names, things mm. like that. Mm. And yeah. it's, it's harder. You know which ones yeah. you can sort of encourage on to, on to get up and dance and yeah. things like that. It's just hard. It comes back to routine and familiarity again. Yes. That's absolutely. all we want in life. Just want a routine. <laughs> oh, well, on that note then. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having episode. me. On this episode. Yeah, it's um, really good to have me. Eventually. <laughs> Very happy. <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed 
anything that opens up the conversation about mental health, especially yeah. after the pandemic. So thank you so much for coming no on. I'm Have you got any projects coming up that you'd like to promote? Um, not care home wise, but anything. Um, I do. I mean, obviously, it's, it's people who live local to me, but we do them um, regular. As I say, I'm, I'm doing stuff that my husband comes and supports me at the moment. But we do regular uh, theme nights at the local tea rooms called 50s in Bishop, oh, yeah. uh, Bishop Auckland. Um, our next one is movie night in Ooh. June, 17th of June. Um, but we've got one a month the rest of the year. So next one's movie night. Then we've got 80s. Then we've got Disney. Then we've oh. got Bond. Uh, we've got Halloween, obviously. We've got 70s. Oh, I might just move yeah. up to the northeast. So we've already done Mamma Mia, which obviously is just Abba by any of the name. Uh, we've already done musicals. We've already done Country was the last one. Love that one because I love country music. I um, love a bit yeah. of country. So yeah, so that's our that's our thing at the minute is once a month we do those. So awesome. Yeah. Well, what we'll do is we'll put the links to your socials on the podcast. Bad, um, thank you very much. It's Shibby Mac, isn't it? When you yes. Google you, yeah, shibbymac.com is the website, and then socials Siobhan McCavan, a female vocalist. Lovely. <laughs> thank you so Lovely. much, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on, and thank you all again for listening. Episode eleven, uh, and we'll speak to you all again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.